Right, uh, let's turn to the next part of today's brunch, and that is a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trendlong chats with Nanette Poe, the founder of PCX Plastic Credit Exchange, about the concept of plastic credits and how it could be the future of plastic waste. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, it's a new year and time to talk of new ideas about reuse, reduce, and recycle. So with us today is someone who is thinking about the future of plastic waste. Is there a way we can support worthwhile projects that reduce plastic waste using money from large multinational companies that use a lot of plastic in their business model? This is called plastic credits or plastic offsets, and it's definitely a concept that's coming to Hong Kong soon. Here to explain it much better than I just did is Nanette Po, founder of PCX Plastic Credit Exchange and local Hong Konger. Welcome to the show, Nanette. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be on and talking about such an important issue. Well, and back to your old Hong Kong audience, right? Of course. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of our Hong Kong friends are very, very passionate about the plastic waste crisis. So I'm glad that we can be talking about that today. Yeah. So Nanette has started a lot of PCX and a lot of her plastic work actually in the Philippines. But I know that the plastic credit markets are really complicated for a lot of us. And maybe you could just start with the basics like choose one plastic reduction project to walk us through how a plastic credit is able to be funded? Sure. Um, well, let me start first by telling you the difference between, let's say, a plastic credit and a carbon credit. So a carbon credit is usually generated by some some hope or some promise that carbon will be sequestered. In the case of plastic credits, a credit is not generated unless impact is proven. It is already delivered. Um, so one plastic credit will equal one ton of plastic waste that has been collected and processed away from nature. So it, that, that is one of the main differences. Now, um, let me take you to a project um, and to show you how it is also different from carbon in the way that you can collect it and uh, weigh it and trace it and see what happens to it to prove additionality, right? So a good example will be a program called Aling Tindera, um, and that is, you know, loosely translated as sister store owner. So what we do is we work with these mom and pop shops, you know, in your community. And when you go to buy things from them, you know, your daily essentials, um, you then also bring the plastic waste from your home to these stores and these store owners will purchase the plastic waste from you. Um, once it is purchased uh, from you, they store it. Uh, we usually give them some place to store it safely. And once they've accumulated enough plastic waste in the storage, they will call us. We will pick up the plastic and take it to either, you know, a recycler, depending on the plastic, if it's recyclable, or to some other processing or valorizing facility. It might be a waste to energy plant, you know, um, depending on where, what kind of plastic it is, and of course, where, you know, where this collection is happening, not recycling isn't available everywhere in the world. Um, and then we make sure that it gets processed. We get all the environmental uh, compliance certificates, and we document all of that. And 
you know, we then, once all of that's done, we deliver the credit to whoever has purchased it. Now, what's great about this, um, and which is why we've been getting so much support for this program, you know, since we started it, is, um, you know, the people, you know, the households who are selling the plastic to uh, the stores get a little bit of incremental income for doing so, just like you would do with your newspapers or your glass bottles, right? Um, then the store owner makes some money because when they sell it to the processor, it also, you know, there's a price tag to that. The processors like it because they use it um, either as feedstock for recycling or if it's waste to energy, you know, might, maybe it's replacing a single-use fossil fuel like coal, right, which needs to be imported. And so, and the government really loves it, the local governments, because usually waste management is the expense of local government. So if these credits are paying to clean up waste, everything that's being cleaned up there doesn't need to be paid for by government to clean up. So lots of people really like these programs. Super interesting. So then the plastic credit actually funds uh, the organization that creates the system to put this these wheels in motion and the credit and the funding comes after you've actually done the work. Yeah. So, um, you know, in our case, it depends, right? Right now, most of the money comes after uh, we place them. Let's say you are, you know, company A and you want to purchase, you know, a thousand tons worth of plastic offsets because you your products are polluting you know, a thousand <laughs> tons equivalent into the market. And so they say, okay, we're going to take responsibility for our footprint. Can we buy a thousand tons of credits? So what happens is they'll place an order and then we will go out and speak to the communities and say, look, company A wants to clean up a thousand tons of plastic waste to make sure it doesn't wind up in the ocean or in nature somewhere. Um, we do put all of those wheels in motion. And once we can prove to company A, you know, all the documents I was talking about that we have, in fact, cleaned up, diverted a thousand tons of waste away from nature and processed it. You can't just collect it because then you're just moving right. it around. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. So you then give that to company A and company A pays for it. So, yes, there is a little bit of you know, uh, working capital involved in having that done. But I feel like it just inspires much more confidence as well um, in the system. It's going to change, I'm sure, as the as the industry evolves. But at the moment, that's kind of how it's happening. Exactly. Well, maybe we can talk a little bit about how that is going to evolve. So I know that you do certification of not only your projects, but maybe other projects Correct. Yeah. Well, we actually, nowadays, we do not certify. We don't develop projects because we feel like there's a conflict of interest. So what we do is we certify together with a third-party auditor. Um, so right now we work with PricewaterhouseCooper. We work with Ernst & Young. We work with Control Union. Uh, we work with them to audit partners. Um, and if they pass uh, the PPRS standards, we will certify them as a project that is, you know, believable, reliable, right? So that folks know, you know, that but what can what is being declared as impact can be trusted. So we do that uh, not just, uh, you know, in in geographies like the Philippines, but we do that globally as well now. 
Oh, very cool. That's great. Mm -hmm. What would be an example of some of the companies that are doing that? Can you name names or is it private? Yeah, for sure. Um, no, 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 we're <laughs> super happy to talk about the, the, the partners we're working with because, you know, consumers always want to know that they're, they're buying products from companies who are doing the right thing, right? So we, uh, having said that, you know, a lot of these companies are multinationals. We don't necessarily work with them on a global level, but by market by market. So a good example is, you know, here, uh, you know, where let's say the Arlington Dara program is operating, um, or, you know, we, we have the Philippines, we have Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, you know, India, we have quite a few markets we operate in. Um, some of our brand partners are, you know, PepsiCo is, is a partner, uh, Colgate Palmolive is a partner, Mondelez is a partner. By the way, I just mentioned big ones, but there are lots of these little next generation companies who all are very committed to sustainability, who want to walk the talk, you know, it's not a lot of PR, but a lot of doing the right thing. Those guys are great customers as well. You know, when they sell their products from the beginning, they want to be sustainable, not it's not an afterthought. So I think if any of your listeners want to go to our website and take a look at companies who are trying to do the right thing around plastic pollution, they are absolutely welcome to do so. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, and the website is PCX Plastic Exchange. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So we've got uh, we've got uh, www.plasticcreditexchange.com um, is probably your most reliable for the listing of partners um, as well as the registry. Okay, great. And now, what what is on everybody's mind of trash talk in Hong Kong is how can we start getting plastic credits here in Hong Kong for plastic reduction activities? Like, what what would be an example of projects we could maybe fund in Hong Kong? Yeah, so there, I think Hong Kong is a very unique uh, has a very unique situation. You have limited uh, locations where you could probably build recycling infrastructure or you know, waste to energy facilities. So I think what would be very interesting for Hong Kong is working perhaps with the city. We have what's called a city credit. And what it does is it focuses, it'll, it'll allow Hong Kong to focus more on collection um, and maybe working with brands in the same way we do to sponsor credits to collect uh, plastic waste in Hong Kong. And then once the plastic waste is collected, it may be that it'll be a little bit outside of Hong Kong, actually uh, create, use some of that funds or, or generate a city fund, uh, infrastructure fund that'll build um, what's needed to actually sort and process that plastic waste. The great thing about Hong Kong is, you know, the government's got money. I think there is political will to get around this. We know that, you know... <laughs> There are a lot of things that people, I think, are unhappy about. But the truth is, is we do see a lot of support around uh, sustainability and, and especially around plastics. So I think it wouldn't take a lot to have the government support a program like a city credit program um, that would be a public-private partner uh, sector partnership. So it would include brands, but consumers as well. And by the way, I've got lots of friends who, you know, are part of or, uh, environmental organizations in Hong Kong that I think would really welcome, you know, the government working with the private sector to put something like this together. All right. Well, that for sure will maybe 
drink without waste. You, I agree with you. I can think of a million as well in Hong Kong that would probably love to reach out mm -hmm. to you and learn a little bit more about that. And then the, the mm -hmm. final kind of extension of that plastic credit to an involvement from Hong Kong might be to be able to trade these on the Hong Kong exchange. Is that a possibility? Yeah, I think that's something that's not going to happen in the short term. There is not enough liquidity in the market for plastic credits at the moment for that to be, I think, tradable. Also, everyone, all of the brands, and luckily, I say, uh, all of the brands we're working with at the moment are what are end users of the credits. In other words, they are buying these offsets to take responsibility for their for their plastic footprints. And that's wonderful. So they're not buying it because they're trying to make money, right? They're not buying it to sell it to somebody else. So I think that at the moment, um, the use case for plastic credits is, is, you know, for end users, it's not necessarily going to be traded. But as the space matures, um, you know, and there's more liquidity, I think that that is something that is absolutely going to be happening. It's probably going to become a tradable instrument. It'll be regulated. Um, which will allow then impact to scale. I think we're very excited about how that might progress. Um, and by the way, just talking about, you know, <laughs> taking the opposite approach, you know, you're talking about the Hong Kong exchange, but the truth is, is individuals um, can absolutely go on to our website and take person, like they don't have to wait for the brands they love or the government, you know, to take action. They can take personal action and say, you know what? I want to neutralize my own plastic footprint or my family's plastic footprint or a friend, right, for their birthday or for Christmas. You know, we want to give them um, the gift of neutrality rather than buying them something that's made out of plastic, you know, offset their plastic footprint for a year, which means we'll go out and clean it up with our partners, you know. So there's some really great ways for individuals to get involved, which also acts as signaling to policy, you know, makers that that the community actually cares about this issue. And you can, you know, choose to say, I want this cleanup in this location, right? So that the governments start to see that there is ground, there's, um, there's kind of a grassworks, uh, or what do you call a it? A groundswell. Uh, yeah. Grassroots. Exactly. Grass, yeah, yeah, grassroots. Or, or, or a grassroots. Grass hey, there's a grassroots groundswell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Movement around uh, you know, cleaning up plastic waste. Yeah, that's exactly. And, you know, data is king, right? So I suppose you'll be collecting all that data. And and so Trash Talk listeners, that's the PCX, PlasticCriticExchange.com. And you can actually go on and create a gift, which is a super cool idea, and of plastic credits, of plastic offsets for someone. Even in your or own for people area. who don't like the language of credits or offsets, you know, it's it's basically the gift of cleaning up plastic waste, right? Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, Nanette, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and great job on your initiative. Look forward to hearing how it progresses. Great, thank you so much, and uh, you know, we're wishing for a more sustainable 2023. Exactly. Yeah, I think it can only improve after 2022 and COVID. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, 
If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Excellent. Once again, thank you so much to um, Marcy Trenlong for this week's Trash Talk. And Marcy was talking with Nanepo, the founder of PCX Plastic Credit Exchange, about the concept of plastic credits and also how it could be the future of plastic waste.